The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. Dollar, dollar. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. It is Weekend Wager. We welcome you in. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas uh, to everybody out there. And it's a very, it, I mean, it, I, I feel it is a very interesting weekend, right? Because not, not, it's, 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 it's rare that we have Christmas that falls on a Saturday for it to be a Christmas Eve and, of course, a Sunday on a Christmas. And, uh, and of course, a ton of NFL games that are going to be played tomorrow, which, by the way, not sure if you listen to it, if you listen into our New York Game Day show, but typically it's on Sundays. Tomorrow it is not. Um, it is it is tomorrow, I should say. It's not on Sunday. It is tomorrow. So really excited about that. But, um, but you know, it's, it's kind of, and I'm sure the NBA is not happy about it, right? Because typically Christmas is all about the NBA, but it's not, they're going to have to, they're going to have to share the day. So we're here to get you ready, not only for the NBA, but also the NFL, because there's a ton of games that are going to be played on Christmas Eve, quite a few that are going to be played on Christmas day. And, uh, and the NBA is going to have to share their shine with the NFL. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so we welcome you in again. It is we can wager getting you ready uh, for both uh, the NFL and the NBA. David Behrman. I, I like to call him our gatekeeper of everything. Gambling at ESPN is going to join us in our next segment. So please stay tuned for that. Um, we also have Kevin Seifert, who's going to be joining us big, pretty much Last week probably was a bigger week for the Giants. Of course, they had to take on uh, the Washington Commanders and and beat and win Washington in order for them to be in the position that they are in right now, which right now the Giants, I'd say 85% sure that they're going to make it to the postseason uh, with a little help from, from, from of course, uh, the, the referees. But nonetheless... Um, officiating definitely helped them, especially towards the end of the game. But nonetheless, the Giants sitting pretty right now, heading to Minnesota. Weather conditions across the country are really frigid, which there's just a number of games that are not going to be affected by the weather conditions, right? Um, and so let's let's go because this is to me this is the storyline this week, especially in the NFL. Um, of course, all of us here in New York, in the New Jersey area, we're feeling it. Um, and, um, and But there are quite a few games out there that will not be, will not really have to handle the weather conditions, okay? So uh, what are the games out there that you really have to be concerned about in the NFL con- in, in regards to the weather conditions this week? So the Bears, obviously, the Bills and the Bears. I think the Bills and the Bears and the Saints and the Browns probably are the two that you most have to be concerned about. Also, I would say Pittsburgh. I got a, I got, I got a text message from a friend of mine tonight who said it was negative. Can you imagine? By the way, Jacob and Joe are producing the show tonight. Can you guys imagine being in, in weather conditions where it's negative 40? Oh, no. I don't even. I, hey, here's the thing. Like, I don't even know what that's like. I don't know what negative forty. I can't even imagine I don't what negative what forty like. is like, but that's what it's like right now in in Pittsburgh. I had a friend of mine who just texted me, and 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 they're going to the Steeler Raiders game tonight, tomorrow night. But and I said, are you're still going to go? And they said, yeah, it's not going to be as bad. I'm like, okay, so what's not as bad? Like negative 
20? <laughs> like, I'm not going to a football game when it's negative 20 out. Are you? Oh, no. First of all, Anita, I barely want to leave the crib when it's uh, under 25 degrees or less than that. If I'm going exactly. to a football game. Exactly. I mean, have game. you, wait, have you been out tonight? Uh, prior to me coming to work, yes. I have not left the building yet. No, no, no. When was the last time you, you've been out? Because because here's the thing. When I woke up this morning, it was 50 degrees. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. It was yeah. very nice. It yeah. Was... When I woke up this morning, it was 50 degrees, right? Like about, I don't know, 30 minutes ago, it was like, it felt like it was negative 10. I can't even imagine what it must feel like when it, if it's negative 40. Oh, and I've... that's what it feels like right now in Pittsburgh. I haven't been outside since like 430. So, I mean, it's probably been a few hours. Yeah, really, really crazy. So, so the Bears and the Browns not 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 only are they going to be feeling, you know, the Browns three degrees right now. Buffalo, um, well, I should say the Bears, uh, nine degrees. Okay, the Titan even in Tennessee, Tennessee is going to be seventeen. The Chiefs thirteen. Obviously, the Vikings indoors, controlled climate, they're going to be fine. The Patriots, 16. The pa- Even Carolina is going to be 27 degrees, right? The Ravens, 16 degrees. So, and, and the Steelers, again, 12 degrees. But with wind chill, you're talking about a, a, a totally different animal. Which I find really interesting is Sunday on Christmas Day, um, you, you, you're not getting those so it's 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 in Miami. Miami's going to be 53. Trust me. I grew up in Miami. It's it's never 53 in Miami. <laughs> um the rain, like and and everybody's going to be wearing their leather jackets just because oh it's 50. It's freezing here in Miami. Um and then the Rams and the Cardinals and the Colts. So it's very interesting. On Christmas Day, you're not going to see weather conditions affecting a game. But you've got a lot of games on uh, on Saturday that are going to be totally affected. So we're we're definitely going to dive into that. The Giants not being one of them, thank God, um, because they're being played in in Minnesota and it's a dome and it's indoors and and the climate is going to be controlled. So that is such a huge storyline. And I'm just I'm, I'm going to end this segment with this, which I'm really proud of myself. So each and every week. We all contribute to a, uh, a, a gambling column on ESPN. Um, and um, Aaron Schatz uh, contributes to it. We all do. We all, we're all contributors. All of us at ESPN, Doug Kasarian, Joe Fortenball, Tyler Fuljum, all of us, we all contribute. So Aaron Schatz made a great point, And he said that it's not just the frigid conditions it's the games where it's not just cold, but it's really windy as well. And those two cities are Chicago and Cleveland. So Chicago and Cleveland aren't, are, are the two cities that not just are, are going to be cold, but also are going to have the, the, the largest wind factor involved. So I, I went on and I was looking at, at, at you know, how, how, can you, how can you benefit from that, right? How can you how can you win money based on what's going on? Like a lot of people, are like oh, play the under. Yeah, okay. You know, m- more times than not, yes, the under di- does hit in those type of weather conditions. But get this, and I'm gonna end the segment with this, and we'll come back with Kevin Seifert, and he'll he'll give us a preview of what's going on with the Vikings and of course uh, the uh, the Giants. But 
how about this for the Bills Bears game where it's going to be nine degrees, wind conditions are going to be ripping. It's 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 going to feel like negative something or other. You could wager that neither 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 team kicks a field goal, or I shouldn't say kick makes a field goal, and you could get that at twenty five to one. I think this is a sneaky, great play that you could win money with. So again, in the Bills and the Bears game tomorrow, it's a 1 o'clock game, you can wager that neither team makes a field goal at 25-1. to Again, weather conditions are supposed to, it's 9 degrees with wind chill, who knows? Definitely negative definitely 10, possibly negative 15. Winds, gusts up to 50 miles an hour. To me, I think this is, this is, this is such a sneaky good play. Again, uh, run, don't walk. Get to that window. Uh, try, try to see if, uh, of course, BetMGM, I'm sure, has it. Um, see, uh, see if you can jump on it now. I'm Anita Marks. You're listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Quick break. We come back. Kevin Seifert is going to join us. He does a phenomenal job covering the Minnesota Vikings, giving us a great preview of that Vikings-Giants game next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Gentlemen, I know we're working on getting David Behrman on. Is he on? Not yet. Okay, we're waiting. We're waiting to get David on. Like I said, uh, really, the storyline this week um, is is the... What is it called? The is it cyclone? The cyclone bomb, quote unquote. That's what they're calling it. That's that's hitting our country this week, um, and and that's really the the big storyline. And the philosophy is, oh, these weather conditions—they're so cold. You know, take the under. So, by the way, I, I I did something for fun here pertaining to the weather, and that is I took. A number of these games, and and I want to call and and what they're what they're at right now. So, uh, just just for I call it poops and giggles. I'd call it something else, but it's a family show. What I did is I took the under in. Okay, so I'm taking the under at Chicago at forty and a half. 
I'm taking the under in New England at 41 and a half. I'm taking the under in Kansas City at 49 and a half. Um, no, are we not getting David on? Is is there a, a connection problem? Yeah, he keeps uh, dropping out a little. Okay. Um, I'm taking the under in Cleveland at 32. It's pretty low, right? Uh, the Baltimore Ravens under at 34 and a half. And the Steelers under at 38. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six unders. Okay. Again, Pittsburgh, Ravens, Browns, and Kansas City, the Patriots, and the Bears. So all these unders. So I'm going to go to the teaser. So I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the unders. I'm going to teasers. And I'm teasing them down by six points. So what does that mean? I'm adding six points to the under of all these matchups. So now I'm making the Bears and the Bills under 46 and a half. Cincinnati and New England under 47 and a half. Seattle and Kansas City under 55 and a half. The Saints and the Browns under 38. Atlanta and the Ravens under 40 and a half. And the Raiders and the Steelers under 44. And you can get all this at six to one. Okay, um, and so I'm playing this. If 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 of course the notion is, oh, it's going to be bitterly cold. Like I said, a friend of mine just we do have David. A friend of mine just texted me. It's it's negative forty right now in Pittsburgh. If that like if that's the how do you even think about how do you throw how do you throw or catch a football negative forty? I don't even know. So I'm I'm playing that along with, of course, the no one scores a field goal in the Bills Bears game at 25 to one. We have David Behrman who's joining us. It's been a minute. I call him our all things gatekeeper um, at ESPN. How you doing, David? Good evening. You there? We got you. David, are you there? I don't think we have him. Okay. Um, so some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, if it's, if, it's, if it's brutally cold here in New York, I can't even imagine what it feels like in, uh, in, in Bristol, Connecticut, but nonetheless. So, uh, so those are two ways uh, that I'm playing this, this, <laughs> this um, cyclone bomb, and that's what they're calling it. So I'm going to play a six-team Six point teaser with all the unders at six to one um, in the uh, in, in the cities that are going to be most affected by this weather, weather, the Bears, the Patriots, Kansas City, the Browns, the Ravens and the Steelers. We'll see. Possibly it could be a winner, right? It possibly could be a winner. All right. Quick break. We come back. We'll do a deeper dive into this Giants Vikings matchup. Again, you're listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.70 SPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Uh, get the BetMGM app today. Now you're winning with the king of sports books, so please bet responsibly. We'll be right back. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk? Believe in your game. Believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. Without further ado, Kevin Seifert joins us. He covers the Minnesota Vikings uh, for uh, for ESPN. And first things first, let's look back before we look forward. I mean, a 33, actually more than that, right? Because the game ended up 39-36, but I mean, 39 unanswered points in the second half against the Colts. Unbelievable I would have paid a gazillion dollars to know what exactly was said in that locker room. Please do share with us, Kevin. Well, it was almost like an absurd conversation they had. As you said, they were down 33 nothing, and Patrick Peterson, uh, their veteran cornerback, uh, cornerback, comes in the locker room and says, hey, offense, uh, if you can score five touchdowns, we're going to win this game. And they didn't know if he was being, like, sarcastic or if he was being serious or, like, gallows humor, but he was being serious, and this – point was if you can somehow find a way to score five touchdowns the defense is going to lock it down from here on out and they kind of rallied around that Kevin uh, O'Connell said he was deeply moved by it uh, he said he would never their head coach he said he would never uh, forget that moment for the rest of his life and they came out um, and they even they came out in the third quarter and their first uh, possession was a three and out so I don't know how they necessarily believed that it was to be uh, very rare do you see five touchdowns in the second half, but they got rolling. Uh, Kirk Cousins got rolling. Uh, the defense really got after uh, Matt Ryan and the Colts uh, quarterback and total offense and just really put them into a bit of a fetal position. And, and the next thing you knew, it was a ball game. And they've played a lot of close games this year. And if you get within, if they get within a score or two, uh, at least this year, they've been money on uh, getting it over the finish line. So again, this is a Minnesota Vikings team, and they're sitting at eleven and three. Two of their three losses are against NFC East opponents at the Eagles, against the Cowboys, and now they get to face the Giants at home. Doesn't seem like they do well against this division, Kev. It happened this year. No, they uh, the Eagles. Uh, it was a moment uh, from the moment that game started. It was apparent they were the better team that day, and I don't think there's been any reason to change that opinion and, and obviously the Cowboys winning 40 to three in Minnesota uh, prove they're a much better team. I don't know if it's so much the division or just those particular matchups. Um, they have been, they have a difficult time when teams are just as efficient running and passing the ball. Um, and I don't know if you would necessarily say that is the case for the giants or not. Um, you know, I think that the, the Vikings will be keying on Saquon Barkley pretty heavy in, in this game and we'll see where it goes from there. But Certainly when they faced uh, multifaceted offenses like the Eagles and the Cowboys had, they've, they've struggled to keep up. 
Um, let's uh, let's let's dive into what's going on offensively. Kirk Cousins, I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I really do. Um, you know, it's funny because I was actually hosting um, a program when that uh, Colts Vikings game was going on, and my producer was like, "Good rid, good thing the Jets didn't go after him. Good thing he's not here yeah. in New York." And and I said to my producer, I said, "I don't understand." I said, "the the fact that." They're down 33 nothing. has little to do, I shouldn't say little, but it's it's not all on Kirk Cousins. The defense has allowed this team to the Colts to score 33 yeah. points. Why are you ripping on Kirk? And then all of a sudden he comes back and engineers those four touchdowns and has an unbelievable second half of that game. Um, your, your thoughts about Kirk Cousins moving forward and, and his tenure with the Minnesota Vikings? Well, it's been such an interesting thing to watch because he came in here with the big contract that was fully guaranteed that – has been well uh, hashed out publicly. Uh, the type of contract you would expect to give to a sort of a transcendent player, a player who can take your franchise from wherever it is baseline to the next level or two levels up. And he hasn't really been that. Um, and really he wasn't that way in Washington either. So it's almost, it was just kind of a really unique and in some ways to him unfair expectation that that contract created. He has for most of his time in Minnesota been a above average quarterback. You know, if there's 32 teams and, you know, you put him in that, that group from 15 to, to 10 at any given time, this year has been a little bit different actually under Kevin O'Connell, the, the first year head coach, his stats have probably been as bad as they've ever been uh, through, through 15 weeks in terms of QBR and completion percentage and all that. But the big number that he's turned around um, and just been lights out on is, the fourth quarter comebacks. He's got seven of them this year. And if you want to talk about clutch or you want to talk about saving his best performances for the most important time of the game, that's what he's done this year. Um, regardless of the stats that he's produced over the course of an entire game, uh, he has, if you've watched all their games, he has as much to do with the fact that they're 11 and three as anybody on the team. And maybe that's a no brainer to say the quarterback has as much involved as anybody, but in terms of, coming back from deficits in terms of uh, holding leads late in the fourth quarter, making the plays that uh, you need to make to keep the other team from getting another possession. He's that's where he's been at his best. And that's what you would hope from a veteran quarterback. Um, you know, he's got one year left on his contract uh, at this point, And we'll see what the Vikings decide after the season. But certainly when you get to a point where he's playing a central role in an, in an 11 and three record and division title, it really, um, I think adds another layer to the the time that he spent here for sure. What about Justin Jefferson uh, in, in, in the topic of discussion in the room uh, for best, you know, offensive player of the year. Um, his stats don't yeah. lie. He's just absolutely tremendous. Do you think he wins it, Kevin? Uh, it's very, it's possible. Um, you know, you always have to have to, put quarterback the quarterback position in context and know that everybody sort of values that understandably more than a receiver or running back. And that's obvious for MVP, but it also can be the case for offensive uh, uh, player of the year. You know, people kind of, you know, at the beginning of the season, a little before the season started, he said that he, by the end of the year, he predicted he would be considered the best receiver in the NFL. And I think some people probably laughed and said, well, that's what receivers say. They're divas and all that, but he was pretty serious. And I think whether it's, you know, he's a candidate for MVP or offensive player of the year. I think when we, as we get to the end of the season, I think he has been proven right. I don't know that 
Uh, I think you could make a pretty good argument that he is he has exceeded to the point where he is the best receiver in the NFL at this point. Um, Devontae Adams had a pretty good year too, but in terms of Justin Jefferson leading the league in receiving and in yardage, um, he plays almost every play. He hardly ever comes out. I guess he's only 23, so that's understandable. But uh, usually at that position, you have guys taking uh, regular breaks when they're running up and down the field as much as they do. So just an incredibly impressive season that he's had. Um, Unbelievable ability to get open, unbelievable ability to catch uh, the ball in traffic. Uh, some real ball skills and receiving skills, not just a really fast guy who can who can get down the field. So a uh, huge jump for him in this offense. Uh, credit to Kevin O'Connell and to Kirk Cousins uh, for throwing the ball to him in traffic as much as he does. And uh, and I think regardless of what award where he ends up in the awards postseason, I think he can make a really good argument that he's the best player at his position in the league. Well, let's let's do a deeper dive into this matchup that we're going to be seeing. Um, against the Giants, and uh, there's no denying a lot of weapons for Kirk Cousins to work with, right? Dalvin Cook has just been tremendous. Justin Jefferson, Thielen, KJ has stepped up big as of late. The trade with TJ uh, for TJ Hawkinson. There's a lot to have to cover here, but offensively, this is a Minnesota Vikings team. They're negative 14 in sack rate their last few weeks, so the offensive line has not been doing their part. Now you've got. Ojalari healthy. You've got Leo Williams healthy. You've got Thibodeau, who we saw, you know, uh, fumble in, in, in recovery to score a touchdown against Washington last week. How do you think this offensive line is going to hold up against the Giants' front seven? You know, it's been a challenge for them all year. There's no doubt about it. And and this uh, the, the time period you're uh, talking about, they've actually had two injuries. Uh, Christian Derrissaw, the left tackle, missed a few games because of the concussion and. Their center, Garrett Bradbury, has, is going to miss his now third consecutive game because of a back injury. So even when they've had a healthy offensive line, you know, protecting Kirk Cousins and opening the, the running lanes for Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison has, has been tough. And so I, I think that's, that has been sort of the key matchup in so many of their games this year, and I think it'll be the same this, this week, that they, their offensive line, as you know, currently constituted, is going to have its work cut out for them with that Giants defensive front. Uh, they've learned uh, to adjust some schemes and, and help out uh, where necessary with running backs and tight ends, and that's always helpful as well. But um, especially when you lose your center, you have you know a vulnerability there right in the middle, right in front of the quarterback, and so that's always something to watch very carefully. Um, and and even in their running game, they've had uh, way too many negative runs. You know, they've had some big runs with with Dalvin Cook, but they've also had way too many where they get tackled behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind as well. It's not just the, the idea that they have to protect Cousins, but they also need to, uh, to protect Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison from getting hit before they even get to the line of scrimmage. Before we let you go, let's take a look on what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, overall, total defense is not great. Um, pass defense is 31st. So how do you expect this Minnesota Vikings team to, uh, to, to compete and contend against Taekwong Barkley, who looks like a new, new lease. He found the fountain of youth prior to that game against Washington. Yeah. It looks like Saquon Barkley is back, Kevin. Uh, what do you expect from, uh, from this, uh, this Minnesota Vikings defense against the Giants? Well, they, um, yeah, they haven't been great against the run, but if you had to pick your poison in terms of what the opposing offense is good at, I think the Vikings would choose to try to defend the run versus the pass. They've just, until that second half against the Colts where they really dialed up a bunch of blitzes and went to more man coverage, they've really 
played a lot of soft zone coverage and they've not always been consistent with their front four getting to the getting to the quarterback so that was something they really had to correct and did in the second half against the Colts but um, if they want to play the type of defense schematically that they played most of the year uh, they'll probably have a little bit of a better matchup against the Giants passing game than some of the other teams that they've played but I would say that uh, they'll be very focused on on Saquon Barkley they'll have some different personnel I think at linebacker and and along the defensive line mixing in there during their regular rotations to help give them a better chance to stuff the run and also chase him down when he gets into that second level. So I, you know, that, that, that is a tall challenge for them, but if I had to say whether I would, if I were uh, on the Vikings defense, whether I'd rather a team be great passing or great running, I think I would probably take the great running offense in terms of matchups. Kevin, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Really do appreciate it. Great analysis. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours, my friend. Same to you. I appreciate you having me. All right. Again, I want to thank Kevin for joining us here on Week in Wager. A lot to dive into, a lot to digest. We get back. I'll share with you how am I playing uh, this uh, Giants-Minnesota Vikings game. I'll, 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 I'll clue you in when we get back. We'll also open up the phone lines. You want to chime in on it. 800-919-3776. Anita Mox with you here on Week in Wager. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7. ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Andre Snelling joins us now uh, to do a deep dive into Christmas Day. It's not just football. There's also NBA action happening. One, two, three, four, five games and some really great matchups. We're going to break them all down. Andre, you ready? Let's start with the 76ers and the Knicks. 76ers coming in, they're favored by two. The over-under is 219 and a half. How are you playing this bad boy? You know, I think I'm going to go 76ers and give the points. Um, the Knicks and 76ers have both been playing really, really well of late. 
Um, the Knicks just lost for the first time. They, they were on a, a winning streak. Um, they got beat last night, but they still won eight of their last ten. But I like the 76ers against the Knicks because of the matchup. The, there's no answer for Joel Embiid on the Knicks lineup. And because of that, he should be able to really control the middle and um, set up their, their shooters on the perimeter. Um, James Harden, Tobias Harris should be able to get the looks that they want. So I think that um, even though the Knicks are playing well, the 76ers um, should be favored in this one. I like that. I'm with you. Listen, there's a lot a lot of excitement here around New York City in regards to the, the Knicks. I was actually on a, on a program the other week, and I like suggested that they possibly trade Julius Randle. I feel like his, his trade value has never been more high, and like I just got destroyed on social media. So I, I might as well just like stop <laughs> stop. Even even throwing that out there. Nonetheless, I'm with you. I do like the 76ers minus two. You're not laying a lot. I think it'll be a competitive game. Let's be honest. The 76ers are a better team than the Knicks, especially when they're healthy. The Lakers going up against the Mavs. The Lakers, as we know, no AD. He's out for like 30 days, if not more, because of the ankle injury. It's all on LeBron James, who's trying to, of course, surpass the scoring record. But nonetheless, the Mavs at home in Dallas on Christmas, favored by seven and a half. The over-under is 225 and a half. What's your play here? So, um, honestly, a lot of it comes down to Russell Westbrook and his injury. Um, he hasn't played the last couple of games, and I think it's really hurt the Lakers. So, I'm going to assume that he's not going to play um, until I hear differently. And so, I will give the point to take the Mavericks. Um, the Mavericks haven't played particularly well. Luka Doncic is an MVP candidate, but they haven't been as good as they seem like they should be. They were in the Western Conference Finals last season. Um, but the Lakers, they, they need to have at least two of their triumvirate playing well. Before Davis got, got hurt, all three of them were playing well, and you were actually starting to see some positives out of the Lakers. But Without Davis, if, if Westbrook's unable to go, then um, I, I just don't think LeBron has enough to do it on his own or, uh, on the road on Christmas. Do you, have a, do you already have money down on Westbrook, six, six, best six-man player off the bench this season? Do you already have money down um, on that futures bet? I, I do not because he's been the favorite ever since he started coming off the bench. So I, I didn't see mm -hmm. the value there. I think that, that he could be the sixth man. I don't know that he'll remain the sixth man the whole season, you know, like because does he stay on the Lakers? If he gets traded somewhere else and he's the starter, does, does he even remain eligible, you know, for sixth man? So um, if, if he weren't the favorite, if I could have gotten him at like 10 to 1 uh, early on, then, then that's the kind of thing that would have caught my eye. But, you know, as a favorite, even at times, you know, uh, like negative money, it, it, it wasn't worth it for me. But um, I think he has a good chance at it if he stays in this role. All right, let's talk about game number three. And this one, uh, I'd, I'd play, I would pay a good amount of money to attend this one. And that's the Bucks oh, yeah. going up against the Celtics, right? I know. I oh, have, yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> Celtics favored by four. The over-under is 223. Here's what the problem is. As great as the Bucks are, they've just been god-awful on the road. I don't get it. The Celtics have been just absolutely tremendous. Uh, my play here, obviously, is the Celtics. I want to assume yours is as well, um, unless I'm I'm wrong. How how are you? I'd be shocked. I'll use the word shocked. I'd be shocked if you're not laying the four with the Celtics on on Christmas. How are you playing this, Andre? I hate to shock the host, 
But I've been on record um, for really multiple seasons, but even coming into this season, that I think that all healthy, all in, the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. And Whoa! they haven't been healthy. They haven't been healthy for, for much of the, most of the season. They're still acclimating Chris Middleton, who's coming off of his, uh, you know, his wrist injury that kept him out of last play, season's playoffs against, matchup against the Celtics. But um, he, he's getting closer and closer to getting acclimated. Drew Holiday's back. Um, Giannis is, is, is Giannis. And I just think that all in, they're the best team in the NBA. And it's, it's a Christmas Day matchup against the other best team in the East. So I have to feel like they'll be locked in. And, and, and given that, and I'm getting some points, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to take the points and, and go with the Bucks on this one. Wow. Wow. I, I, I think you and I need, I think you and I need to wager like a bottle of champagne or something. Cause considering it's the holidays. All right. That's um, true. Eight o'clock late, later on. I mean, how great, like just, can we just marinate in this slate and how good it is? Um, eight o'clock. Oh, you've it. got the Grizzlies going up against the, I know it is unbelievable. God bless the NBA. Um, eight o'clock. You got the Grizzlies going up against the Golden State Warriors. Grizzlies favored by three and a half. The over under here is at two twenty six. Again, another scenario where the Warriors fantastic at home, not great on the road, but again, they're they are home here. It is Christmas evening, so yeah. um, you know I I like the Warriors getting the points. I'm curious, how are you playing this? Yeah, if Steph were playing, I would like the Warriors getting the points. Um, without him, I, you know, I, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Uh, uh, you know, the I like what Jordan Poole does in his Steph uh, understudy role. Um, you know, on that day, as far as uh, player props, I'm likely to go over uh, for, for, for Jordan Poole in scoring. Um, I think he'll put some points on the board. Hopefully, Clay can find this shot. He's been struggling with it lately. I'm not sure about Andrew Wiggins. They really need him back. But just the Grizzlies are just a better team when Steph is watching from the sideline. So, um, again, it's, it's a Christmas Day matchup. Plus, John Morant has not been shy about how he feels about the Warriors. He wants to go through them. He did not like that they lost to them last season. He did not like the aftermath. So, I'm expecting a, a Sports Center top ten highlight at least one from Morant, and and for him to do something nasty. So so I, I'm gonna go with uh, go ahead and take the Grizzlies in this matchup. And on Christmas Day, it all ends with the Suns going up against the Nuggets. The Nuggets at home, of course, favored by two and a half. The over under is two thirty one. I don't have a play here. Do you? I do because well, I need to find out what Devin Booker's up to. He, he's the wild card. If Devin Booker plays, then it's much more of a toss-up. But Booker has been in and out of the lineup lately, even when he's played outside of that one fifty-seven point explosion that kind of came out of nowhere. His, his, his scoring has been down. And so if he's not 100%, I like the Nuggets at home. They've been playing really well. You know, they got the best record in the Western Conference right now. So I, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the Nuggets. Um pending uh, seeing something from tomorrow from from Booker that, that suggests to me that he's all the way back. All right, I want to thank Andrew Snelling for joining us, uh, getting us ready for Christmas Day and all that NBA action. Fat Jack, David Behrman as well. We got a preview for that Cowboys-Eagles game with Todd Archer and Tim McManus. Um, Kevin Seifert joined us with the Vikings preview for the Giants. I mean, a lot of great guests, especially on a holiday weekend. 
it makes it really special. So um, I want to thank our producers as well, Jacob and uh, and Joe, of course, producing the show here on a holiday weekend. Really appreciate you dudes. Um, we have a special New York game day tomorrow morning from 8 a.m. till noon. Why? Well, majority of the NFL games are going to be played on Saturday, on Christmas Eve. So, uh, so we changed our programming as well. So New York game day coming your way tomorrow, Saturday. We start at 8 a.m., 8 to 9 a.m., all fantasy football. And then Matthias Kiwanuka will join me at 9, taking you all the way to noon, getting you ready for your Saturday NFL action on Christmas Eve. So make sure you tune in to that. Again, I'm Anita Marks. This has been Week in Wager here on 90.70 ESPN, brought to you by, by BetMGM Sports. Again, uh, believe in your game, believe in your bet, bet MGM sports. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.